Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay TV and Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. As you guys see from the title, today we're talking about I'm Spoken For, and we're coming from the book of 2 Samuel chapter 3. So grab your journals. Now, before we get into today's word, I actually saw a quote on Facebook yesterday that aligns perfectly with today's word. And I'm just like, okay, God, this must be the word of the season because I didn't realize that it aligned perfectly until after I wrote the notes for today's podcast. So what I saw on Facebook yesterday is somebody typed, Bishop Jake said something so painfully powerful. There are times that you have to coexist with the lies, rumors, and half-truths in silence and no retaliation because to give attention to it amplifies it, depleting your energy. Watch how your surroundings change. Take note of who believes what's being said. Pay attention to who disconnects because there will be a day when God speaks up for you. Until then, hold your peace. And when I saw this on Facebook, I instantly love this because this is one of the best lessons that God has ever taught me, knowing when to just be silent. A lot of times we feel like we have to respond to everything, especially when it depends on who's saying it. Like if it's somebody close to us or if it's somebody commenting on our post, like if it's really hitting a close, intimate spot, we just want to retaliate. We just want to respond. But God taught me discipline and knowing that everything does not deserve a response because sometimes you respond responding to it make you look guilty what's the saying used to be if it don't apply let it fly so if it's not true why are you so triggered by it if it's not true why do you feel the need to address it just don't address it if it don't apply to you so God taught me early on in my walk that it's important not to respond to everything if I responded to every person that told me I was lukewarm because I posted a secular song on a workout video or lukewarm because I wore a sports bra to the gym I would be responding all day I'll be responding to DMs all day but there's a certain confidence that you have to have when it comes to walking in your calling and who God has called you to be. The enemy will send people to say things, to try to paint this picture of you that's most likely not true, or it may be some things that are true, but you no longer identify with that version of you. It's important for you to maintain and hold your peace because you're spoken for it. That's the thing we have to realize in this walk with Christ. When you give your life and submit your life to Christ, that's why the word says that you are a new creature because now you are living according to the will and the version of your life that God has for you. So what that means is I don't have to defend it. I don't have to defend this purpose. I don't have to defend this vision. I don't have to defend this business. I don't have to defend this platform because it's God's will, not mine. This is what God has called me to do. This is what God has chosen me for. So if you have a problem with it, take it up with him. If you're trying to bring up something from my past, I'm a new creature. It don't even matter. And the only reason why you're trying to bring it up is because you're jealous of where I am now. So why would I lose my cool or get out of character trying to respond to somebody that's clearly stuck in the has. You have to maintain your peace because your peace is also connected to your posture and your purpose of who God is calling you to be. They want you to clap back. They want you to respond so that it can be amplified so that they can say, see, she got a bad attitude. See, she always getting slick. They don't think about when they poke the bear. They just think about when a bear reacts. So this is one of the most important lessons in your walk. It's important to not respond to everything and to also not be bound by people bondage. 
because people will clap for you today and throw tomatoes at you tomorrow. Their feelings change just that quick. So you have to have your confidence rooted in God and who he has called you to be and what he says about you. I didn't even plan on going on that rant. Clearly somebody needed that, but let's get into today's word. So we're coming from the book of 2 Samuel, and I want y'all to just read the whole chapter three, okay? Read the whole chapter three. It's a good little interesting story, okay? Um, I mean, it's about ops, but it got some word in it, okay? It got a good little revelation in it. So what's happening in 2 Samuel chapter three is it's talking about this man named Ebner. So the chapter starts off by saying that the house of David and the house of Saul were battling. And it says in verse one that David was growing stronger and stronger and Saul was growing weaker and weaker. And then when you go down to verse six, it begins to talk about this guy named Abner. And the subtitle is Abner goes over to David. Y'all already could tell where this is going by the subtitle. Abner goes over to David. So in verse six, it says, during the war between the house of Saul and the house of David, Abner had been strengthening his own position in the house of Saul. So Abner was in the house of Saul, but he was strengthening his position. So then when you continue to read verses seven through eight, it says that one of the guys in Saul's house accused Abner of sleeping with his father's concubine. So then when you go down to verse eight, it talks about how Abner was so upset that they were accusing him of doing this. And Abner said to the guy, am I some kind of worthless dog from Judah? I've always been loyal to your father's family and to his relatives and friends. I haven't turned you over to David. And yet you talk to me as if I committed a crime with this woman. Verse nine says, I asked God to punish me if I don't help David get what the Lord promised him. God said that he wouldn't let anyone in Saul's family ever be king again and that David would be king instead. He also said that David would rule both Israel and Judah all the way from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south. This is Abner, y'all. Abner is in Saul's house talking about what God said about David. So then when you continue to read and get to verse 12, it says, Then Abner sent messages on his behalf to say to David, Whose land is it? Make an agreement with me and I will help you bring all Israel over to you. And David, of course, responded and was like, good, you know, like I will make an agreement. Let's do it. Let's set it up, gang. And then when you get to verse 17, it says, Abner conferred with the elders of Israel and said, for some time you have wanted to make David your king. Now do it. For the Lord promised David, by my servant David, I will rescue my people Israel from the land of the Philistines and from the hand of all their enemies. So then the verses continue and Ebner is basically going around and letting everybody know that David is about to be king. Like he getting stuff in order. He handling business, okay? And then when you get to verse 21, it says, Then Ebner said to David, Let me go at once and assemble all Israel for my Lord the king, so that they may make a covenant with you and that you may rule over all that your heart desires. So David sent Abner away and he went in peace. So basically, Abner was a part of Saul's house. They pissed him off and he was like, You know what? God said that David gonna be king anyway so yeah i'm out so then he was out and he went around and started letting everybody know that david is going to be king then he went to david and was like yeah i'm out here assembling the troops i'm getting everything set in order for you gang and david was like all right bet and that was it all the way to verse 21 verse 22 it get a little crazy y'all it get a little crazy verse 22 lets you know why you need to mind your business okay when you need to mind your business but we're not going to get into that today we're just going to stop at verse 21 so now that we know what's happening in the scripture, I'm going to share with you the three things that God showed me while I was studying this this morning. The first thing that God showed me was that Abner began to speak on behalf of David. 
And going back to what I said earlier, a lot of times when we begin to walk into purpose, when God reveals our purpose to us or tells us our destiny, we feel like we have to explain it to everybody. That's why we don't like when people say stuff about us and then we retaliate and try to respond because we're trying to explain, oh, this is what God said. And I'm really different now. And I really changed now. And this is what I got going on. And God is like, I, 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 I don't need you to explain yourself to nobody. I will show them in the proper season, but you don't have to speak and explain yourself unless I tell you to. So the, so the first thing that God showed me was that Abner began to speak on behalf of David. God moves in mysterious, mighty ways. Who would have ever thought that while the house of Saul was at war with the house of David, a man that was in the house of Saul would begin to speak on behalf of David. And this is what God does. He does inside jobs. And that's why he said, I just need you to be still and know. I just need you to be still and continue to do and focus on what I'm telling you to focus on because you don't know how I'm moving. See, if it was me, I probably would have been looking at my house. If I was the house of David, I probably would have been looking and just like, okay, so what you going to do? Because I got the same people with me. I don't really see nothing happening. We at war. Okay, as we beefing, we beefing. And I don't see nothing changing. Whole time, God is moving in the house of Saul. He's moving in the enemy's truth. Do y'all are y'all catching this? That thing that's trying to work against you, that thing that's trying to cancel your purpose, that thing that seems like it's coming against your calling. God said, I'm moving in their house. Yeah, I'm all up in their front door, moving on your behalf. I'm gonna change the heart of somebody that's in the enemy's camp and allow them to speak on your behalf. That's why I just need you to stay still. I just need you to not grow weary. I just need you to stay consistent. I just need you to stay in your word. I just need you to keep fasting i just need you to keep the faith i just need you to keep believing because you're so focused on looking in your house and looking in your camp you don't even know i'm moving in the camp of the enemy now i'm getting ahead of myself in my notes because oh this is so good y'all so verse 17 literally says that abner conferred with the elders of israel and said for some time you have wanted to make david your king now do it for the lord promised david not the enemy people confirming what god promised me not you speaking on my behalf not you being my spokesperson i'm already spoken for when it comes to what god has promised you when it comes to what god has told you he's gonna do in your life he doesn't need you to try to bring that thing to pass on your own it's not for you if you bring it to pass on your own what do you need him for how are you going to see him move if you're trying to do everything yourself god says my thoughts and my ways are farther beyond your ways you would have never thought i was going to use the enemy's camp you would have never thought i don't even know if david knew that abner was going around saying this until we got to verse 21 when he finally told him but he had already been assembling people before he even got to verse 21 and told David, God is moving before you even see anything changing. God is having people speak on your behalf and open doors and to make opportunities available for you before you even know that it's the, before you even know that you're the topic of discussion. God says you're spoken for when I call you to do something, when I tell you that this is my will and this is my promise for your life, I don't need you looking at the situation and thinking that I forgot. I move in ways that you don't even even see or you'll never know until I want you to know. So the first thing that God showed me was that he will use somebody in the opposite camp or somebody or something that you thought that was working against you to actually work for you because that's the type of God that we serve. The second thing that God showed me is that the seasons can change in an instant. See, in one season, it can go from me doing everything and speaking on my own to God now speaking on me and I just got to stay still because it says that David and Saul, the house was at war, but what was happening while Abner was speaking on David's behalf? 
See, it can instantly switch from me having to do everything to God doing something for me. Because in the beginning, it was the house of Saul versus the house of David. So David had to carry this purpose out and allow God to move in the way that he wanted to move in his house. But in one shift, in one season, God changed the heart of somebody that was in Saul's house and had him working for David. Just like that, the season can change and it can go from just you believing to somebody else believing. It can just go from you sewing into your business to somebody else sewing into your business. It can just go from you posting your content to somebody else posting your content. Somebody else with a bigger platform promoting your business. Somebody else showing up and saying, how can I help? In one season, it can shift from you trying to be the only vessel or the only person carrying out this vision to God saying, I done brought you some help. To God saying, I done sent in some backup for you. To God saying, I got somebody that's here that's going to speak on your behalf. And I sent them in one season. And it can shift from you being a one-man band to you and the gang carrying out the vision. Gang, gang. <laughs> in one season, God can shift it. So don't grow weary and just think it's always going to be you that only see the vision. It's always going to be you that only believe in what God is doing. In one season, in one second, in one day, David didn't even know about the little situation that happened in the house of Saul. Abner said, am I a dog that I got to sleep with this woman? He didn't even say her name. He said, this woman, this lady, this little girl, am I a dog? David knew nothing about their little back and forth. Okay, they was, they was into it. David ain't have nothing to do with that. But that situation changed the heart of Abner. And there are some things and some situations that you're going to know nothing about, but it's going to lead to people favoring you and helping you fulfill and build the purpose that God has placed and is birthing inside of you. The third and final thing that God showed me with reading these verses is this is why God says, do not grow weary. Galatians chapter six, verse nine says, do not grow weary in well-doing because it never said that the war between the house of David and the house of Saul stopped. It never said the war stopped. So while they were still warring, God had an inside man moving on behalf of David. But imagine if David would have grew weary. Imagine if David would have threw in the towel. Then everything that God used Abner to do would have went to waste. It would have been for nothing because David didn't stay on his post. Because David didn't stay consistent. Because David didn't be still and know that God was moving on his behalf. Because God was moving in a way that David couldn't see. David was in his house. The same applies to you. You're in your house. You're in your purpose. You're in your lane. But you don't know what God is doing on the outside or the inside of somebody else's house that will benefit you in another season. So the third thing that God showed me is it's important not to grow weary in well-doing, not to grow weary in his will. So it says in the beginning of this chapter that David grew stronger and stronger and Saul grew weaker and weaker. And while they were still warring, God was working and hitting Saul where it hurts the most inside his house. See, it wasn't a physical outside thing that David can see because he wasn't inside the house. So this was God moving in a blind way when it comes to David. So David would have been in the, what you call a waiting season or a silent season or a dark season where it's just like, God, I'm praying, God, I'm fasting, God, I'm staying consistent and I don't see you doing anything. Yeah. Because the thing that I'm doing, you can't see it because it's in a different house. It's in a different army. It's in a different troop. It's in a different office. It's in a different business. It's in a different part of the world. You can't see anything and you don't hear anything and you don't feel anything because I'm moving in a place where you're not at, but I'm still moving. 
And not only was God moving, but he was moving in a mighty way because what better way to hurt somebody than to hurt them from inside their house? See, it, they was at war. So Saul probably was watching outside, making sure David and the gang wasn't creeping up on him or in the bushes. Whole time, God is changing the heart of one of his own men because that's the type of God that we serve. So the word that God wants me to give you today is to keep warring and working. You don't know what spiritual switch God is doing right now, right in this moment. You don't know how God is moving on your behalf in the house, in the company, in the organization, in the building, in the state, in the bank, in the office of somebody else or something else. You don't know how God is moving. So you just keep warring. You just keep working and you just keep getting stronger and stronger. Just how David was, because you don't know what spiritual switch is happening. And that's today's seed, a spiritual switch. Because God, I have so much faith that even when I don't see anything, even when I don't feel anything, even when I don't hear anything, I know that you can call a spiritual switch to happen and something that once worked against me will actually start working for me. So Father God, today I sow the spiritual switch seed because that's the type of faith I have. And I don't have to see the switch. I don't have to feel the switch. I don't have to hear the switch to know that you're still moving on my behalf. And you can sow the spiritual switch seed to dollar sign to Christian Bay or PayPal Zell to Christian Bay at gmail.com. A spiritual switch. Abner went from the house of Saul to now going around and assembling people for the house of David. Trust God's plan and purpose for your life. You may not see it. You may not hear it. And you may not feel it. But God is doing a spiritual switch. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, thank you for waking us up and blessing us with another day. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be on this podcast. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak on this podcast. Father God, I pray that this word encourages every person under the sound of my voice, whether they're in a silent season, a blind season, a season where they feel like giving up. Father God, a season where they need clarity and they don't understand. They need confirmation, fresh revelation. Father God, I pray that this word encourages them to know that sometimes things happen in the spiritual realm and we can't see or hear or feel the way that you're moving, but you never stop moving. Your word says that you will never leave or forsake us, Father God. So I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice is encouraged today to know that there's a spiritual switch happening and the tables are turning on their behalf and for their good and for their favor. If they just be still and know, if they just continue to war and work at that thing that you have spoken over their life, Father God, if they don't know what to do next, remind them of the last thing that you said and give them the strength the discipline and the determination to continue to work at it even when they don't see any fruit even when they don't feel anything happening allow them to be faith-filled and hopeful to know that if I can't see it it must be a spiritual switch or a spiritual shift happening in this moment father God we thank you that we trust you even when we don't see anything because we know the type of father that you are you have never leaving or forsaken us and you never will father God we love you and will forever praise your name in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Christian Bay Podcast. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye.